In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. Betches Media presents... I would like to speak to America's men for one minute. That slacker barista. I start getting full of emotion. Now we're going to build this new bridge here. Can I provide a definition? Mm-hmm. No, I can't. Betch Up Podcast. Like, how are people surviving? Hello, I'm Elise Morales. I'm Caitlin Bird. And this is the Betches Up Podcast, where C-SPAN meets the group chat to help you process and laugh at the biggest topics in U.S. news and politics. Amanda is out today with the coronavirus. Um, this is. is a respiratory illness uh, that's going around. Have you can still get it, people. It. <laughs> a couple people. It's actually, um, it's definitely been spreading. Uh, yeah, you can still get COVID, people. Get your booster. I got my booster. Caitlin's recently boosted. I got it yesterday. And I, yeah. am, I'm not feeling super bad, but I am feeling a little bit. There's a little tickle in the nose. I'm just feeling a little bit tired. But otherwise, pretty good. I'm pretty excited for this extra kick. Yeah, I was telling you I did not get sick after my booster, which surprised me because I, I did get sick after my all of my other <laughs> shots that I've been getting. Um, and so it's like I had taken, I got it on a Friday and I had planned absolutely nothing for the next day. I was like, I'm going to be sick. And then I wasn't sick. And I actually ended up having a really nice, uh, a really nice afternoon. I like cleaned my apartment. I put up all our Halloween decorations. So yes. get your booster, give yourself the day. And if you don't get sick, then you just have the day. That sounds basically perfect. You know, just extremely low key. It was really perfect and extremely low key. Something that is potentially not perfect and very high key, the midterm elections. (laughs) (laughs) That was a flawless (laughs) segue. Thank you. Thank you. I'm in charge of segues today. Amanda is out. So (laughs) this week we have seen midterm election debates across the country. It's been a great week for clips of Republicans you don't like getting just truly dunked on uh, by all all manner of Democratic candidates. Uh, we've seen debates in Georgia, Ohio, Minnesota, Florida, and Illinois. I had the esteem, the honor of live tweeting the Herschel Walker, Raphael Warnock debate on the Betches Sup account. Uh, so Anyone who followed along with that got to see my live reactions to Herschel Walker's fake police badge. <laughs> Blessings to you. That was that was surprising, and that was how I learned um, that there's a rule in debates that you can't have any props because Herschel Walker did pull out a fake police badge after Raphael Warnock said, "You pretend to be a police officer." <laughs> Herschel, Herschel Walker said, "No, I don't. Here's my fake police officer's badge. <laughs> here's a badge. <laughs> here's a from here's badge that I carry around um, I from Walmart." And then the debate moderator interrupted and was like, "Sir, you know the rules about no props." And I was <laughs> like, 
What's incredible oh, about this is that he got the answer. He got the questions beforehand in that debate. So he knew what he, he knew. was doing. Uh, he knew. It was he next had level. major plans for his fake police badge. Um, and then I had the honor of fact-checking this for the Bunch of Sub Newsletter the next day. And Herschel Walker has not only pretended to be a police officer, he's said he's vaguely related to the sheriff's department somewhere, but he has also pretended to be an FBI agent. So <laughs> he's, he's, he's a detective. He's I'm an the, officer. You know, like, if there was a way to, like, in an audio way, express the confused gif, the silent, <laughs> just like deeply, but you just, it's just like my face, just like doing this thing where I'm like, wait, what? This asking yeah. all of the questions. That's what's happening right now. In these gaps, when you hear just Elise, just like waiting for me to respond, it's just my confused, a uh, confused, the gif, confused emoji. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so he's impersonated all manner of officer, but that, those, that was last week's debates. We've got a whole round of debates. <laughs> Again, um, starting off today, we wanted to unpack last night's debate between Congresswoman Val Demings and current, hopefully former Senator Marco Rubio would love to see him as a Fox News pundit, which is probably where he's headed. Obviously, yes. if they'll even have him at this let's point. Send, <laughs> let's send Marco Rubio's career to the uh, the big uh, conservative a propaganda circuit in hell, you know, like that's absolutely. Where it, that's where it deserves to be right now. Yeah, he can be on the Fox News pundit B team when they can't get any of the people they really want. They'll be like, oh god, I guess we'll have Marco Rubio come on and talk about this. Uh, so they debated in West Palm Beach and they focused on topics including inflation, abortion, voting rights, gun violence, immigration, and foreign policy. These have been the major topics of all of. The debates. Uh, Val Demings was pretty much on the offense with regards to abortion rights and gun laws. She came for him hard. So let's play a compilation of clips from their debate. How long will you watch people being gunned down in first grade, fourth grade, high school, college, church, synagogue, a grocery store, a movie theater, a mall, and a nightclub? Congresswoman, and do nothing. That is time. I want to. This. Now, as a police detective who investigated cases of rape and incest, no, Senator, I don't think it's okay for a 10-year-old girl to be raped and have to carry the seed of her rapist. No, I don't think it's okay for you to make decisions for women and girls. As a senator, I think those decisions are made between the woman, her family, her doctor, and her faith. Of course, the senator who has never run anything at all but his mouth would know nothing about helping people and being there for people when they are in trouble. I know the senator, look, and, and I'm really disappointed in you, Marco Rubio, because I don't I think there was a time when you did not lie in order to win. I don't know what happened to you. You know that is not true. My first term in this in the United States House, I passed legislation to help law enforcement officers with mental health programs. Your first term in the Senate, you voted to turn Medicare into, basically to abolish it, and then turn it into an underfunded voucher program. And then you gave the biggest tax break to the richest of the rich and said you'd pay for it with cuts to Social Security and Medicare. 
So let's dive into it. What are Caitlin, what were your favorite moments from the Val Demings Rubio Smackdown? Everything was so good about it, but I have to say probably if I had to pick a favorite part, it was the expression of his soul dying on his face as he just completely collapsed against. I mean, she was so good and so affirmative. And yes, I'd like to uh, focus on like Val Demings came prepared. She was on point. And she was aggressive all night, which was phenomenal. And I love watching Dems get aggressive. Um, but Marco yeah. Rubio looking like he was dying inside was, oh, that was delicious. Yeah, I mean, Marco Rubio is never bringing competence on the debate stage, I would say. I feel like debates with Marco Rubio, all of Marco Rubio's like national stage performances have been marked by just his weird ass behavior, his awkwardness. I mean, Donald Trump made a fool of him. Remember that time he drank water? In the, the he middle. drank the water. <laughs> the drink the water. And, so he was like, and, he, and he couldn't even like be happy about it. He was like, like trying to make it seem like he was not drinking water. It was the whole thing was the most awkward thing I'd ever seen. If you have not in a long time rewatched Marco Rubio drinking water, because I did rewatch it actually today to link, we've added a now do something section to the newsletter where for we shout out a lot of different things in it, but right now it's been like midterm campaigns, people, whatever. So we did De- Deming's Rubio last night and I linked out. I, well, I said, I hope that he can stay hydrated after all of these burns. And, and so I linked out to him drinking the water. And in, as a result, I watched a clip of him drinking the water. And it really is one of the most awkward things I've ever seen. It's, it's so bad. First of all, like, I had to find the exact like timestamp of it. So I watched certain parts of the speech. He was a mess the entire time, but the drinking of the water is actually so awkward and strange. And like, as a person who performs on stage and has sometimes paused to drink water, you can do that with confidence. You can do that in a way that you don't look visibly frightened. Um, It doesn't look like you're trying to pretend like you're not drinking water. Like, just grab the water, take a sip like a normal person, and then put it down. And most people will be like, oh, he needed a sip of water. <laughs> but he chose to do it in the most insane way, and that is the behavior he brought. Hey, American Fever Dream listeners, I'm here to tell you that there is no reason to panic the next time you're searching for the perfect gift. Because now you can use gift mode on Etsy. Gift Mode on Etsy is here to take the stress out of gifting so you can find the perfect item for anyone for any occasion. And it's easy. You just tap or click Gift Mode in your Etsy app or Etsy.com and then answer a few questions about who you're shopping for and what they like. And Gift Mode instantly gives you a curated gift idea list based on hundreds of personas. Now it is simple to find gifts made by independent sellers for all the people in your life. So whether you need a Mother's Day gift for the quilter or a birthday present for the vintage hunter, there is something for everyone on Etsy. Some of my favorite things to do are go to Etsy gift mode and then search absurd things like what kind of gifts do you have with Walter Cronkite on them? What kind of gifts do you have for dachshund owners? There's jewelry, ceramic, toys, board games, all kinds of fun stuff. A gifting moment is always right around the corner, whether it's a birthday, an anniversary, a holiday, or even just a day to say thank you. Gift mode on Etsy has you covered. Need to find the perfect gift? Don't panic. Try gift mode on Etsy now. Obviously, the gun moment 
is the one that I think has been going the most viral where she's like, how can you sit by when, and then she just literally lists off all the places where shootings have happened. And a reminder that a lot of these have taken place in Florida. There's obviously Parkland. There was um, the Pulse Pulse nightclub was in Florida. Like this is a major issue for Floridians, but her team also had some really, really good, lines and zingers throughout the entire night. And I do love, uh, I do love a good line, a a pre-written line that is delivered at the right time in just the right way that it seems like an off the hook zinger is, it's really what I live for in a debate. Yeah. I think that uh, she was so good at very clearly, as I said, she came prepared. And one of the things I really enjoyed about it was that she allowed her, I'm yeah, I'm doing like the theater critic thing, which I absolutely hate. Because yeah. I'm we we the premise is already established. Val Demings is great, Marco Rubio is trash. So I don't have to necessarily go into, you know, why she's so great. We all know. But like <laughs> we all from know. a performance perspective, one of the things that was really great was not only was she prepared, but she allowed her natural momentum, like in person, like watching him squirm and seeing him like and the crowd and everything, she allowed that to like really give her lines life. You can tell sometimes when people have prepped a line and you're like, oh, yes. God, that was that was not great. That was definitely suboptimal. But she was like on fire and you could tell that people were with her, you know, so that made it yeah. very easy. Well, and, and I think that part of that part of like that delivering the line in a real actual way is that like. Val Demings actually is pissed about what is going on in her state, and rightfully so. She's pissed on behalf of the people she represents, and her argument is that she wants to go be pissed about it in the upper chamber of Congress now. (laughs) Like, that actually is... uh, I think that that anger, when it's justified and it's wielded in the right way, which she 100% did, um, is great. I also love, like... She just really hammered home the fact that, as we all know, Marco Rubio has taken every position on every single thing in this world. And so she was very, she had a lot of lines that are like, you know, he's lying if his lips are moving. She was like, uh, I think at one point she said, he can make his mouth say anything today. He's good at that, by the way. What day is it? And what is Marco Rubio saying? Which is such a like, distillation of what's wrong of like what people hate about Marco Rubio too. So she did a great job of like tapping into righteous anger and also reminding us all like this little shithead doesn't stand for anything. Like you can say whatever you want, but here I am on this debate stage mad as hell. And I fucking stand for something. And this guy doesn't stand for anything, nothing. Yeah. And the fact that he's actually such he, that he's such a pushover is is part of the problem, right? He's a United States senator, and in theory, he's supposed to be fighting for people and putting his energy into defending Floridians. Flor- Florida is one of the largest states in the union. You know, it should have more power and influence than it does. And it, the reason that it doesn't is not only because of Republican efforts to undermine its actual representation, but also to the fact that the elected officials coming out of Florida for on the national stage are just not up to snuff, as it were. And Marco Rubio is just, just spineless. You know, he will say anything. Little Marco. Little Marco. And I love, I love the energy that she brought 
Um, and it's exciting because it's like, okay, we can, I think that this is, is exciting because it shows that Democrats do have great candidates. Sherry Beasley yes. in North Carolina, Val Demings on that debate stage showing that she's absolutely ready to be a senator. Um, Stacey right. Abrams in Georgia, who just ate Brian Kemp. Like, Brian Kemp looks so uncomfortable on that stage. And every time she came for him, she never stopped staring at the camera, looking directly at the people, being like, you're really going to listen to this man? you really, you really hearing yeah. what he, the nonsense he's saying? It's also, it was very interesting to watch Brian Kemp and Stacey Abrams debate each other um, because while they were fighting about the same issues of all these other people, it was like a little bit more substantive than normal debates. Because obviously, number one, Stacey Abrams knows inside and out what she's talking about. But Brian Kemp is kind of wonky too. And like he... They were like really getting into it about intricacies of laws and shit in a way that like when you watch these some of these other debates with like J.D. Vance and Tim Ryan, oh it's God. just literally them being like, you're dumb. No, you're dumb. It and like I'm saying you slandered off. me while I've slandered you. And like, and it's just like, <laughs> it's like, boys, boys, please, please settle down. I mean, You're not Tim Ryan did anybody. a great job. I want to say he did. Given given the standard, but you know, the bar was very low because JD Vance is so bad. I mean, JD Vance <laughs> is the most like smarmy, like of all the Ivy League dudes who try to pretend to be down home, whatever. And I've read his book. I read the Hillbilly Elegy. They got me. I said, oh, I'll read this book to learn. It's a bad book. So I know his, I know his whole story. And at the end of the day, he's a fucking Ivy League dude who thought it was profitable to be a never Trumper for a little while. And then he saw where the wind was blowing. And now literally Donald Trump is like, this guy kisses my ass. This guy's kissing my ass for votes. He like Donald Trump talks shit about shit, talks shit about JD Vance to his face, like to bring him on for an event. He's like, "This little stupid idiot is kissing my ass." <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> and humiliates him. Like, I'm so grateful that I've been kissing that ass. You know, it is. Yeah, it is delightful down here. <laughs> we <laughs> love it. I mean, it's it's Marco Rubio energy where it's like they tried to be against him, and then when it didn't work, now they fall in line, and he treats people who did that. Like shit. It's so crazy. <laughs> Donald much. Trump is so petty. He will never, if you were not on board with him, he will never forget. And he will literally bring you up at your own campaign events and be like, remember this stupid little bitch, what he tried to say. And now look at me anyway, vote for him, whatever. Like, <laughs> like what you get for making that flip is so, it's just more humiliation in a different way. Pretty much. Pretty much. It, it's it. I mean, in some ways, it's the only thing about Donald Trump I can respect is that he he basically keeps receipts and yeah. he's just insanely petty. And if, if that were like literally anyone else, I'd be like, actually, I approve of you. But because it's Donald Trump, it's the worst thing in the world. But I appreciate that that's the only thing that's fun about him. When he was a reality TV star and he was just tweeting like, Robert Pattinson should never take Kristen Stewart back. She walked him like a dog. Like that's very, <laughs> like, 
<laughs> which is true. If you guys go back to Donald Trump's tweets from like 2014, he has so many about Robert Pattinson and Kristen Stewart breaking up when she cheated on him on the set of Snow White or whatever the hell that drama was. He's very invested. That's fine. <laughs> he, I think we we found some stealth Twilight fandom. In- <laughs> yeah, I think, well, he's Are clearly we Team Edward. He's clearly Team Edward. <laughs> I don't think he read the books because he's no, no, not no. It, does reading. Does he read? Like, no, but he maybe saw the movies. I mean, that's the only reason I was a little bit skeptical. Incredible they were soundtrack. Like, he stole all of those documents. I was like, well, he doesn't read, so someone else had to tell him that those were documents <laughs> were stealing. Yeah, well, someone, I think something just came out today. Someone close to him was like, yeah, he took them as like prizes. He's like a freaking... Like, fucking Jeffrey Dahmer, like, I'll keep it to remember the time that I committed my crime. Like, it's just, yeah, he's like, it it was like keepsakes for him. I don't think he was reading a lot of the documents, but he still can't have them. Today's episode of American Fever Dream is brought to you by Newly. Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick, but can't always afford the super high-end stuff? I have a solution for you. It's Newly. Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for the season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. Newly is a subscription rental service, and for just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles. They also have inclusive sizing, up to 5X, as well as petite and maternity. You get fast, free shipping returns and professional cleaning and newly state-of-the-art laundering facility. No laundry for you to worry about. This is the best. You just put it back in your box, send it out, and before you know it, you've got your next one. And you always have the option to buy what you love for sometimes up to 75% off. I bought the Rachel Antonoff pasta puffer from them. I was obsessed with it, like everybody who tries it is, and it was completely sold out everywhere else. So I felt like I really, really had an in there. So thank you, Newly. Newly is an amazing value at $98 a month for any six styles. And right now you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code FeverDream20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com. That's Newly with two U's and enter the code FeverDream20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y.com. Newly with two U's with code FeverDream20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Pivoting now to races in the House. We've been talking about the Senate. Let's talk about some strange discourse that has erupted from a House candidate. So yesterday, Alexandra Hunt, a candidate running for Congress in Philadelphia, shared a chart showing that men under the age of 30 aren't having as much sex as they'd like. My guess is they never are. (laughs) I think men under the age of 30 would be having infinite sex. <laughs> I, I think, first of all, we need to talk about how often guys were lying about sex in previous surveys, which is the likely most likely difference here is that 
now it's become less embarrassing to, I guess, admit even in an anonymous survey that you're not having as much sex as you want, presumably because you hate feminism and you'd like to, to return it to the way it was, which was always not having yeah. sex, just to be clear. I know. I It's anyway. So there, there's so much to unpack about even just having this survey. <laughs> like, why, why are we asking young men if they're fucking as much as they want to be fucking? But anyway, she links to, Afterwards, in this thread, uh, Amanda Hunt, the candidate, she links to a series of actions such as banning sexual content from Craigslist that have made sex less accessible for men. She added that men don't have sex who don't have sex aren't able to fully contribute to society. She said that as a society, we need to decriminalize sex work, fund sex education, and create outreach programs that help young people develop healthy sexual habits. She also posited that we should, quote, move towards a right to sex. So this is basically like that last thing. I'm like, okay, yeah, I do think we should like decriminalize sex work and fund sex education and have outreach programs. But then she goes, this is the quote that really set Twitter ablaze. So... She said we should move to a right to sex. People should be able to have sex when they feel they want to, and we need to develop services that meet people's needs without attaching the baggage or shame or criminalization. So at that point, people pointed out that Hunt doesn't explain how to accommodate men's right to sex, quote unquote, in a way that doesn't require compulsion from women. So Caitlin, you brought this topic to us for our discussion today. What are let's get into it. So what are your thoughts? Where do you think Hunt was trying to go with all of this? I think I think it was one of those just uh like galaxy brain moments <laughs> where, where she like, oh, this is a good idea. And then as she like unpacked it deeper, she like went like to the next like too far, like above, be- beyond the place that she really needed to. It was like, you were yes. like, okay, okay. You start like reading and you're like, okay, this is not okay. That makes sense. Okay, I feel you. We probably do. Oh, no, no, absolutely not. We do not need to expand a right to, how do you even, you can't. <laughs> yeah, okay. Like, I will like, say that I am on, I'm yeah. on her Twitter right now and she does have, a statement clarifying herself, which is as a survivor, I'd never be advocating for sexual assault or for forced sex. It's telling where we are as a society that consensual sex isn't assumed when talking about sex. Bodily autonomy is a human right, which includes the right to not have sex. I mean, I, I do think that that's, I think what she was trying to get at and what she ended up saying were different things um (laughs) there there was a response from mistress matisse who is a professional dom that she like guests on the savage love cast a lot so that's how i know who she is and she had a pretty thoughtful response where she was like i think what you're trying to say is that we should destigmatize sexual desire but i think what you're actually saying here is that basically that like we should just decriminalize sex work and pawn off all of these pissed off incels on sex workers, which is not what sex workers want. Yes. I think all. The, the biggest problem was like, first of all, the idea that you can talk about sex in a pre me too, but definitely post me too as like, Oh, it's, consensual when we know the massive amounts of coercion and other issues like you you have to be very explicit 
you can't make sex a right because then it's not consensual for obvious like there's just an obvious logical loop there um and while i while i think that she was going in the right direction about talking about expanding how uh we need to talk about sex and there has been more and better discussion about destigmatizing lots of things including decriminalizing sex work and um, making ourselves like better educated around it and making that a, a foundational aspect of like our society that it's normalized um, yes. to, to have like to be safe in your desires and to be feel safe about what you want out of a sexual relationship that nonetheless doesn't like has nothing to do with the coercion side of that discussion which she yeah. waded into <laughs> perhaps unintentionally to say everyone has a right to their sexual desires. Everyone has a right to their sexuality. And I think what she actually wants to talk about is the right to privacy, which everyone should have. It's been it's been challenged recently. But <laughs> consensual sex, all manner of consensual sex is under the umbrella of your right to privacy. If you're having consensual sex of any kind, whether it be with a sex worker, another adult, whatever you're doing, that's... Yeah, that's in your right to privacy. But to say a right to sex means that someone it coercion is implied in that. That means that you can take sex from someone who is denying it to you or that sex workers are should be obligated that if you end up as if if you decide to uh, get into sex work that you're obligated to service every customer who comes your way, which is not the case which is actually like sex workers i know she talked about when she's talking about like what happened with craigslist not advertising sexual services i mean there is something like sex workers have been talking about how they have gone after all the safe places for them to try to advertise their services and get their services that is a real problem but Also, the part of that is that, like, they don't want to service every single customer that comes to them like like any other business. If someone does not seem right, they would like to deny them the services. (laughs) (laughs) Especially when you're making a living from something as intimate as access to your body and your sexuality. Like, the ability to turn down customers is a, a... as much a part of decriminalizing that space as being able to accept customers. Like the two are deeply intertwined and, you know, it just ends up being this kind of, I don't know, from the, from the focus that she had, it seemed like, Oh my gosh, like men and straight men and boys with all of this assumptions, the assumptions built into this discussion are cishet you know, men and boys are feeling neglected sexually. And so we have to, we have to fix that. And it's like, well, their anger is about their entitlement. It's not, has nothing to do with whether or not they have access to sex because they could, if they decided to change their approach, the change though, doesn't need to happen from our end. It needs to happen from their end. Right. Like, first of all, men have always had a right to sex that they have imposed upon us for a very, very long time. Like they, they don't actually have a right to sex, but they've acted as though they had one for a very long time. Let's remember that it wasn't 
it wasn't illegal to rape your wife until like the fucking 90s. Yeah, we we did not have a <laughs> the last state to abolish their their marital to to include marital rape under rape statutes was I think either Alabama or Mississippi. It's got I think it's yeah, like one so- of the two. Right. So if you're thinking about like, oh, why aren't men under 30 having as much sex as they wanted to have? Okay, well, in previous generations, you could marry a girl at 19 and when like when you're both 19 years old and then she's legally obligated to have sex with you as much as you want forever because you can't even legally assault her. Yeah. I mean, there's there's so (laughs) much messed up in in the entire concept, but especially as we we, you know, someone pointed out like to even have this discussion in the wake of the loss of Roe, where women have now lost the basic autonomy, many women and people who have uteruses, we've all lost the autonomy to make decisions as to whether or not we want to give birth. Like, like, yeah, like you're talking about about (laughs) whether young boys get to have sex, like young men or whatever, get to have sex. It's like, yeah, we don't always all get to do what we want with our bodies, do we? It's unfortunate. Yeah, yeah. Sucks. So, so sad. Sucks, Sucks to be you. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Why don't you ask women under 30 if they're having as much good sex as they want and How, see what they what say? About, let's talk about the orgasm gap, okay? What about yeah. that making us, you know, I guess it's because, you know, overwhelmingly women have just kind of put up with not having a good sex or having sex or having anything that we want that it's just kind of like, it's not considered a societal threat. I think we should change that this November by showing up yes. in a way that, that demonstrates that if you take things from us, we will come back at you. I just want to give yes. a shout out to all of the Mexican women who actually started throwing Molotov cocktails at their high court when they abridged abortion rights. And I mean, I'm not saying that that's where our energy should be. Obviously, we should burn everything down with votes first. Yes, yes. <laughs> we should. <laughs> with votes. Pokemon, go to the polls. <laughs> <laughs> but now, that, more than ever, we must Pokemon go to the polls. <laughs> <laughs> but we also do need to show that, like, this is not something that, that our system should should expect us to be calm about, to expect us to be rational about. This is an incredible violation. And even on the other side of that argument that she brought up, like a lawmaker even bringing that up in this moment, like let's take that energy and put it where it really belongs, you know? Yeah, no. And also just everything that she wants to protect is would be, is and would be protected under the right to privacy. And she should just focus on us getting that restored to bigger and better. <laughs> we, we can <laughs> get it restored and expanded, baby. Like if we can, if we can assert bodily autonomy for every citizen in this country, which it should be for everyone here, should have the right to do this. If we can assert that, then we can actually fix many of the other problems that might arise from, like, I don't know, some sort of sex deficit among boys and men who need to learn that we all have autonomy. And if they could actually, you know, interact with other humans that they might want to fuck, there there they go. That actually starts the process of getting you closer to that target. 
And yes. Yeah. Yes. And I think I think we're going to end it there on that beautiful point, Caitlin. Um, guys, hopefully Amanda will be back on the mic soon. You know, send her your love. She does have COVID. Uh, so <laughs> until the end of democracy, I'm Elise Morales. I'm Caitlin Bird. And this is the Betches Up Podcast. The Betches Up Podcast is produced by Amanda Duerman, Sean Kilby, Jorge Morales-Pico, and Rebecca Sousmacat. Editing by Rebecca Sousmacat. Social media by Amanda Duberman and Bridget Swartz. Be sure to follow at Betches underscore SUP on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And send us your emails at SUPPod at Betches.com. Betches.